Hello everyone, my name is Adu and this is Expats Exposed, honest conversations with expats around the globe. This podcast is brought to you by ReadyGo Expat. For videos about life in different countries, interviews with expats and travel guides, go to youtube.com forward slash ReadyGoExpat. Today we're here with Oli Levito. He is from Australia, but he's currently in Bolivia working as an English teacher. Um, I actually met Oli through his YouTube channel, so um, I want to start talking to him about his YouTube channel and what, what, what you can find there. Um, hello, Oli. Hi, Eduardo. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Can you talk a bit about your YouTube channel? I watched uh, your, I think the first video I watched there was the one about um, living in Bolivia as an expat, because of course, on my channel, I talk about you know, life abroad. And the first thing was like, oh, that would be interesting, like, you know, someone who is in Bolivia. So can you talk a bit about your YouTube channel and why did you start it? Yeah, absolutely. So I started it around three and a half months ago, uh, basically because of the quarantine. I'm working at home and I needed like a hobby outside of uh, working and just staying at home and watching Netflix. And I decided to make a YouTube channel that talks about my life here in South America in teaching English in Bolivia. And I've recently started uh, interviewing teachers from around the world to learn about their experiences in the different countries that they've worked. Not only for me to learn about, but to help teachers who might be thinking about going and working in, in different countries. Yes, I, of course, I, there's my video there where I talked about living in China and working in China. But you can also find videos. I, I, I watched another one, uh, was a teacher in Vietnam. Um, mm -hmm. And there was, what, was the other, what were the other ones that you have done already? I've done one in Bolivia and I've got um, one being released tom uh, on fr tomorrow. Well, um, about what employers look for. And I've got one coming up in the next few weeks about what uh, new teachers need to do in order to get a job and break into the, the industry. That's very good because that um, I get that sometimes because I, I moved abroad and some teachers are like, Oh, but I, I, I have no, you know, certificate as a teacher or, but then um, I think it would be good to watch uh, this video and see like, well, maybe you don't have, but you're, but you have a bachelor's degree and you can even do the, I don't know, get a certificate online. I don't know. It's, it's good to see that because it's an option um, to like, you know, move abroad and, and, you know, experience different culture and stuff. So um, speaking of moving abroad, uh, when and why did you leave Australia? That's a great question. So I left Australia in February of 2019, so almost two years ago. And I was coming to the end of a five-year degree and I couldn't find a job anywhere in, in Australia. I mean, I, I looked, probably didn't look as hard as what I could have looked, uh, but I, it, was, it got to October of 2018 and I was stressing like, like a lot because <laughs> I was graduating the next month. And then I saw a, an ad on Facebook from... Miranda, the, the, uh, the owner of the school here, who I worked with in the UK in 2011, and she was looking for English teachers. And I thought, wow, I've never considered this, but I've always wanted to, because I, I went to Brazil in 2018, at the start of 2018, and I wanted to come back. And I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity to go back to South America and actually live there and spend more time. So that's exactly what I did. And you, so you had met her before, so it was not like, uh, it was not like you were going to school where you didn't know anyone, so you knew, you, you knew her, so it's a, I think, a, it was, a, you felt a bit safer, 
um, right? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like comfortable and safe that I was going into going to a foreign country where I, you know, didn't speak the language, but I actually knew someone there, which which definitely helped uh, inform my decision. So you mentioned that you traveled to Brazil in 2018, um, and that is one of the reasons why you decided to come to Bolivia because you had already been to South America, and then you got this job there um, in Bolivia. Can you tell a little bit about your job? Uh, who do you teach, and and what? like the, your schedule? Yeah, absolutely. So I work six days a week and it's my schedule is always all in the afternoon. So I start work at four o'clock in the afternoon and I work till nine o'clock, uh, Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday, uh, I work from 9am till uh, 12am. So uh, Monday to Thursday, we teach teenagers from four until seven and then two different classes. And then in the evenings, uh, I teach an adults class. It could be starter or it could be advanced. I've got an advanced class at the moment, which is quite nice. Um, and then on Friday afternoons, uh, from four o'clock until seven again, it's kids class. And then from seven till nine, we teach adults. Uh, there are options to work in the morning, but my, uh, with my schedule, I don't work in the morning with the Bolivian company. That's very interesting because it's, it's very similar to what you get here in Brazil, like uh, your schedule, for instance. We have busy afternoons, Monday to Friday, um, and a few, of course, evening classes for adults, as you mentioned. And then um, on Saturdays, like it's very busy in the morning. Um, but then after that, I mean, I think even Brazilian students, they don't, they don't want to study English. But like Saturday morning, yes. Um, and the funny thing is that in China, a lot of teachers in language schools uh, they work on Sundays because Sunday in China is not like, you know, Brazil, South America, Bolivia. It's like, no, we don't work on Sundays. I think Europe as well, right? Like, Australia too. Yeah, yeah, we don't like, yeah. no, no, but in no, China, absolutely not. <laughs> in China, it's like 24-7 work if they can. When you got to Bolivia, uh, was it, how? I, even though you knew someone, uh, was it challenging for you at the beginning? What kind of challenges did you have when you got there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the biggest thing that I noticed when I first arrived was the language barrier. Um, I did study Spanish at university for two years, but I basically went to class for two hours, three hours a week. And then after that, I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do the homework. I didn't like actively try and learn the language. So like that was a wasted opportunity. So when I first arrived here, I noticed that um, uh, my Spanish was terrible. Like I was scared to go to the supermarket i was scared to go to uh the bank i was scared to go anywhere and then after a month here i actually I found a partner and this person didn't speak english so i kind of learned spanish from them and from now i can go to the bank i can go to the doctors i can go anywhere and i i can speak and communicate in spanish which is great so definitely the language barrier was the hardest thing but i don't think it's something that should deter people from going and experiencing a place because that's all part of it it's part of the fun right <laughs> of course and uh in brazil most locals like most brazilians don't speak english like that's like um i mean of course depending where you are they're gonna there's gonna be a higher uh, percentage of population that speaks english but um what about in bolivia uh, do, do Bolivians speak English in Santa Cruz, for example? Yeah, so I've got a lot of um, uh, the teachers who have partners or friends, most of them speak English. Um, but if you go to a market or if you go to uh, like a 
the hustle and bustle of the city, you're not going to find people who speak English. For example, taxi drivers and Uber drivers, they don't speak English. Um, people at the super work at the supermarket. So like your everyday jobs, not really. Uh, but again, I think that's all part of it. And it's a, it's a good experience. Um, in La Paz, for example, uh, in the tourist area, they do speak English in the cafes and in the restaurants or, you know, broken English that can, that you can get by ordering if you absolutely have no Spanish. All right. And you mentioned, uh, that you were kind of scared at the beginning to go like to places. Were you scared about the safety of the country? Because, you know, I'm from Brazil. I can, you know, talk a bit about my country. I mean, if people, every time I go abroad, that's the first question I, I'm asked when they say, oh, I love Brazil, I'd love to go there. Is it really that dangerous? Um, so is Bolivia dangerous? How would, what, like, or is it a safe country? What would you say? Yeah, just touching on my experience in Brazil. I've spent about uh, just over two months in Brazil traveling. And the first time I went to Brazil, I was quite anxious because I, you know, I heard on the news and that's what people ask, right? So I was anxious the first time. The second time I felt more comfortable because I had been living in Bolivia for a year and uh, you kind of not get used to it, but um, things that are a little different to how things are back home become uh, just normal for you if you're living in and experiencing the culture. Uh, yes, I was nervous when I was coming to Bolivia. And I remember the first like month, I had a brand new phone. I had a brand new um, Google Pixel 2. It was brand new. And I would like shove it down my pants to try and hide it from everybody. And then after three weeks, I left it in a taxi. <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, no. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> I've never had any problems here. I've never been threatened. I've never experienced any sort of uh, bad behavior. So yeah, touch wood and uh, it's safe where I am. Like I, I'm not, uh, it doesn't prevent me from doing anything here. And I think what is important to mention is that um, some people when they come here, they're like, oh, the whole country is like, I mean, oh, sorry, not the whole country, the whole continent, like South America is like, you know, uh, dangerous and stuff. But once you, as you, uh, you said, like you move there, you live there. So you know that there are areas in the city that you shouldn't be going. And there are times you shouldn't be, you know, like with your phone at midnight, walking in some of the areas. Like, I mean, we learned that. The difference is when foreigners come here, they, they come with their mindset, perhaps. That's what I think, like the European, whatever, North American mindset. And they think, yeah, it's super safe, just like, in, you know, back home. And it's not, but you learn that by you know living here i think um yeah definitely that and, the, and, I, and i think brazil is kind of the same like i mean you know there are areas you, you cannot go you shouldn't go i mean at certain times yeah, um absolutely. did you like i i don't know much about bolivia so um i mean of course i know about the country and stuff, but i've never traveled there so could you tell a bit about like a foreigner going there even as a tourist or or someone who's thinking about moving there what would they see in Bolivia? What is What surprised you about the country? Mm, absolutely. Well, the first thing that kind of surprised me and that foreigners will see is that each region or each city is different. They have different types of people, the way they dress. They have different foods. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know any of the traditional food names, but uh, each region has its own food. And the weather in each city is different. For example, I live in Santa Cruz. It's the largest city. It's in the north southeast of the country um i think there's like 
couple of million people here in like a small population. Um, and then you go up to La Paz and it's in the Andes. It's cold. Uh, the, it's kind of in a valley that shouldn't, it shouldn't be. And then, yeah, you, there are different people there. And then you go down to Sucre and Potosi. Um, Potosi is a small colonial town, which was really important for the Spanish back you know, a couple of hundred years ago. And then Sucre, they call it La Ciudad Blanca, which is the white city and it's just uh, white buildings and it's beautiful. So I really like the diversity of the uh, architecture. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most beautiful architecture, but each city is different. So different and distinct in its own way. Yes, I, I remember one of your videos, you were commenting, you were like reacting to Expedia video about you know, tra uh, traveling to, to Bolivia. Uh, yeah. and, and then they talk, they mentioned that, like how regions are different and what you can see in some of the regions, they focus more on La Paz, I think, um, some of it, but so would you, because I know La Paz, I mean, La Paz and Santa Cruz are, I think the, the most popular cities for like someone who has never been there. We we've heard about both cities, um, mm -hmm. and we've heard about the altitude in La Paz because when we have like football matches and our Brazilian teams go there like they need to get ready for that because it's not yeah. something, but how would you, how would you compare Like if someone is thinking about visiting either or, or moving to one of the cities, how would you compare both cities? Uh, absolutely. For living, uh, I definitely recommend Santa Cruz. It's hot basically all year round. We have a couple of cold days. Uh, so for, for the standard of life and the cost of living, I think Santa Cruz is a great option hot weather, good people. It's just like a big town. Uh, you don't have any trouble like getting anywhere. And, you know, from this side to the city from to the other side is like, you know, half an hour in a taxi uh, and it's the taxis are cheap. Uh, I would definitely travel to La Paz. And uh, if you want to live in La Paz, go for it. Uh, but you need to get you you need to understand the fact that it is like 4000 meters above sea level. And it's going to you're going to feel disturbed. I remember when I went to La Paz uh, that we were a group of eight and the only, the only effects that I had were just a sore throat. It felt like someone was, you know, uh, like not, not cutting my throat. I don't want to sound grim, but uh, like a really sore throat, but others were vomiting and throwing up and which is the same thing. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, feeling really lightheaded despite the fact that they were drinking like a lot of water. So you, you need to bear that in mind when you go to La Paz um, and it's less, less <clears throat> easy. It, it's far more difficult to get around than in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. You're talking about like public transportation or just the, uh, it's bumpier, like what, what well, the hills? Yeah, just the fact, just the fact that it's literally built in a valley mm. um, and to get it, the, the, the roads are quite narrow. So there are a lot of one way roads and, uh, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of transport, uh, but they have the teleferico, like the cable car system. And if you're a tourist, you can just get on the cable car and uh, for three Bolivianos, which is like, I don't know, 20 cents, 20 US cents, you can take the teleferico like all day. And that's the best way to see the city. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned the, the, the cost of living in, in Santa Cruz is actually good. What, what is it like? I mean, what is expensive and what is cheaper than maybe, I don't know, you could compare it to Australia or I don't know. Yeah, other definitely. Countries. 
Uh, I've noticed in the last, since I've been here, a lot of new, well, I like to, on a Saturday, I like to have a drink in a, a bar or somewhere like that. And I've noticed that a lot of new beer gardens, like the style that you would find uh, back home, uh, and I'm sure they're, they're in Brazil as well, type beer gardens, um, <clears throat> are opening up more and more because uh, when I first arrived, I was like shocked to see that people are sitting on, um, in shops on plastic tables and plastic chairs eating uh, and drinking. And I'm like, what, what's this, what's going on? Um, and cause it's so weird. We don't have, we don't have like plastic chairs that we sit on in, in like restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I've noticed like recently more and more cool places to eat and drink are opening uh, more, more Western because you need to remember Bolivia is kind of like, I love Bolivia, but it is like 10 years behind the rest of the world in terms of um, education and uh, the way banks are run and the, the process of how to do things here. Uh, it's kind, it's backwards, uh, but it's, you know, it's becoming more Western in, in, in the sense of new bars opening up. Yeah, the, it's funny you mentioned the plastic tables and the plastic, um, I think stools or chairs like as yeah. well, right? Um, it's funny because in Brazil we have the same. It's like you can go to the fancy, as you mentioned, uh, beer garden and the fancy, you know, restaurants and stuff, open air, like outside. Yes, but um, if you want to eat like you, usually it's meat on the stick and yeah. beer, like yeah. that's where you go. You just sit like on the sidewalk. There is a, a, a small shop or I don't know, a car that opens up and they'll, you know, they'll uh, do things there. It's very informal. But people love doing. I love doing that. But I know I know what you're saying. Like sometimes, if you want to get like the a more like better quality, you know, drinks and meals and you know the, a proper steak, which is super popular here in Brazil, then of course you need to go to like uh, more upscale. I don't know. Yeah, and and even even so, the prices in in these places are they're more expensive and they they're quite uh, they're they're expensive for the the standard of living here. Um, and they're comparable to Australian prices. Not, not like, uh, not as expensive, but, um, you know, you're, you're drinking craft beer, you're eating like, but like gourmet burgers and ribs and all that delicious food. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Outback an Australian restaurant? Outback? Well, I've never seen it. I'd never seen it before. Um, I went to Brazil, so it uh, could, could be, but we don't have it back home. Really? They say, they, that's how they sell themselves because it's like Outback. So you get like Australian bread, Australian steak, and it's, it's a bit different. Because for, for someone to come to Brazil, I mean, not someone, like a company come to Brazil and open a restaurant to sell steak, I mean, you got to be really, really good. Like, because, you know, Brazil, like we have, you know, our, our beef, like our steak and stuff. So they, that's how they brand themselves, saying that they are Australian. I really don't know, but there is one like a few blocks away from here. <laughs> yeah I, well they might be an australian company but they don't have any any restaurants in australia <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because that's that's what we say oh let's go to the australian restaurant okay and then we go <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's delicious and it's delicious like the food is amazing then sometimes they, they do it in like a sports bar style so you can mm. sit like you know just watching the uh, next to the screens and they have like pints which is not popular in brazil so that's, yeah. you know, so it's, it's really, really cool. Um, speaking of Australia, do, how long, when was the last time you were there in Australia? Uh, when I came here in February last year, 2019. 
Okay. So it's so almost been two years. Almost two years. Do you miss Australia and what do you miss from home? Uh, not really. I don't really miss... If I leave a place, I don't really miss it because I try and live in the moment. I feel like I'm quite an optimistic person. I think that's important if you're living and traveling abroad. Obviously, I miss my family and I try and with the time difference, it's kind of hard to talk to them. But I make an effort to call my mum and dad either on Friday night or Saturday night before I um, you know, go out for dinner or something like that. And that will be the next day for them. So I try and make sure that I call them uh, all the time. Um, as far as missing Australia, I think I just miss like getting in my car and just driving somewhere because like, I don't have a car here. And I, if I want to go somewhere, I always have to have a destination. Um, whether it be, Oh, let's go to the center and see what happens. The destination is still the center. Uh, and I do miss like getting in my car, driving to the lake and doing a run around the lake or walking up the mountain. So the freedom of, having a car uh, and going somewhere. I do miss that quite a lot because I feel like I'm quite restricted in, in this big city. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm here back and I was supposed to be here for two weeks. I've been here for 10 months now. And even though I didn't have a car in China, I had a car in Brazil before I moved to China. So I know exactly what, what you mean, like Uber. Like I use Uber, you know, Anywhere I want to go, it's Uber all the time. Like so, yeah. luckily it's not it's not expensive here. Uber rides are quite cheap, so that's I mean, great. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's it's really it's cheaper, of course, than take just taking a cab, a regular cab. So that's good. Um, what about uh, foreigners who are considering moving to South America or specifically Bolivia, and people who just are trying are, are like i know many many friends from europe who just went backpacking around south america you know peru bolivia chile brazil argentina so any tips that you would give uh someone who's thinking about traveling or moving there yeah definitely do your research um join some facebook groups i think like you got to be careful about facebook because people it's people's opinion at the end of the day uh get on youtube and watch these videos go for it make sure that you tr if you're coming here to work make sure you trust the people that you're coming for and make sure that they're going to help you uh in the visa process or help you like just do the random things uh like the opening a bank account or something like that especially if you don't know the language and because things are things are done differently like in each country like to open a bank account here is in Bolivia is different to doing it in Australia. There's more processes. And if you don't speak the language, then you're going to need someone to help you. So definitely ask for help all the time uh, of people that uh, you're going to, to work with or you're traveling with. Uh, always say yes. So if, when you arrive, if someone says, hey, do you want to go to the mall? Hey, do you want to have a barbecue? Hey, do you want to go to the plaza and have a coffee? And you don't really feel like it because you're tired or you don't want to because you don't know if you like the person just say yes especially in the first month and if you because if you say no they're not going to invite you out and you're not going to have the best experience so i've learned and from a few people that have come to south america to come to bolivia to live some have said yes and some have said no and i've not and it's obvious who has a better experience it's the people who say yes, yes. to do things right 
Totally, yeah, especially at the beginning. Like, you don't want to stay at home and, and just, you know, miss out. Um, because the, the good thing is that a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure you had coworkers who were experiencing the same thing. First time in Bolivia, first time in South America. So it's good to, you know, explore. It's like you have your buddies there to, like, explore and experience it. So that's excellent. That's a, that's a great tip. Um, all right, so guys, if you want to watch uh, videos about Bolivia, living there, traveling around, uh, tips, like more tips and more uh, um, suggestions, recommendations of like moving to Bolivia and South America because Oli is moving to Brazil next month, right Oli? Yeah, I am moving to Brazil. I'm very excited. I can't wait. So um, if you want to as well soon watch videos about moving to Brazil, first time experiences like, you know, around the country and stuff, uh, watch Oli's YouTube channel. It's down in the notes below. Ali, thank you very much for the for your time and for you know all the suggestions and recommendations about Bolivia. No worries, thank you for having me. For videos about life in different countries, interviews with expats and travel guides, go to youtube.com forward slash ready go expat.